Hi, Bother Brigade. Here's what's bothering me today. So, you know, uh, we're not really going to delve too into it, but there was recently the news that Alabama passed a anti-trans bathroom bill, basically. And so between that and also all the talk and discourse online, if you can even call it that, about groomer and gaslighting, but basically... We have had numerous stories, like the Florida Don't Say Gay Bill. There have been numerous stories recently about the LGBTQ community and just some really horrific and untrue shit that's being said about it. And so we're going to kind of touch on that today because one of the things I saw, and I'm assuming lots of other people saw it, I'm guessing it was promoted or trending or something, it was the following article on Twitter. The most accepting cities in the world have been revealed by a new study on what life is like for the LGBTQ plus people in them. And it's what it says on the tin. It's a list of 20 cities from ostensibly around the world, but really just the West. And, you know, look, it's actually really good. And here's the criteria that they made to show how accepting and safe it is for uh, people in this community. So, you know, and like Iceland's at the top of the list and Helsinki and like a whole bunch of other places. And that's what I kind of want to touch on today. All 20 of those cities, whether they're in Europe or America, usually means someone has to travel to those cities. You have to pick up shop and move, right? If that's going to be like, these are the 20 safest cities for you as a queer person, like you got to go here. That requires a massive investment just to move. And then second of all, unfortunately, the vast majority of those cities are unaffordable. It's like, hey, San Francisco is really great and friendly to the LGBTQ community. That's great. But as we all know, San Francisco is goddamn unaffordable. It's really hard to, you know, find a job in Reykjavik, Iceland, if you're not Icelandic, right? So this... Like, th this is one of those things where it's good, right? It's a good, positive thing to try and introduce some positivity to people. And I don't want to take away from that. But at the same time, it's kind of like, okay, but wh what, like, is this actually attainable for people? I, like, I don't know if maybe it's ignoring the material conditions or whatever someone more versed in theory will say, but... There is something about this that I find so fundamentally flawed. And maybe you can feel that too. Because it seems really odd to me that people are saying, just pack up and move. And, you know, go to an unaffordable city and just try your luck finding a job and making ends meet when it's already incredibly hard to do so. So it, it, it doesn't talk about, you know, the housing affordability crisis, about gentrification. It doesn't touch on the actual cost of moving and trying to achieve job security in a different city, which a lot of people, especially depending on the jobs they have, especially if they're working class, they're not really going to have the time to, you know, go off and find a newer, better job, let alone like elsewhere in the state or the other side of the country or the other side of the world, right? It's, it, it is just missing the forest for the trees in some way of just like, sure, hey, these are great things to know. You know, maybe if you want to go on vacation and not be harassed in public. Okay, great. But it's kind of coming at a time when people are wanting and needing some safety. And 
it doesn't really provide that. And unfortunately, if I just kind of ended this video there, that wouldn't really do anything about that either. So let's talk a little bit about what we can do to keep people safe and secure, what's happened in other cities and what people can begin to do in their communities. So for starters, those cities that that list mentions, they didn't start that overnight. So you can begin to say on your own time and with uh, members of your community. So if you're you know, gay, lesbian, trans, non-binary, if you are a part of the Rainbow Nation, you can just start working with your friends, your partners, anyone else who's like part of that in your local community. Form basically what amounts to a book club, except it's kind of more like a research club and see, okay, so what happened maybe in these cities or towns that made them very open and accepting? And sure, maybe you're even in the hopeful position that uh, your local community is actually really good and supportive of the queer community. There are some places uh, in my neck of the woods, like there's bumpkin towns that are very much like you shouldn't go there. And then there's others that actually have like pride parades or pride events, right? So it's going to depend on where you are. And so if you find that you're in a place where that is already a safe community, then spread the word about that community and help spread some of that positivity and safety with the international queer community. If, you know, your community is not that safe, well, then talk with uh, people in your community about how you can keep each other safe. For some people, especially in America with the Second Amendment, that could mean uh, firearms training and ownership and patrols, neighborhood watches, things like that. It could also just be something as simple as, you know what, we're going to have like an online movie night or we're going to have, you know virtual board game nights or actually get together in our community and have, you know, bake sales or a bake off or whatever it may be, right? Like take what community you have and bring it closer together and cherish it to give you some of that good hope and optimism and a sense of safety and security in these very dark and uncertain times. And if none of these are kind of your flow, well, then there's always just simple advocacy. Write to different politicians, spread the word, like sign a petition, start your own petition. Like there's a ton of different things where you can at least feel that you've done something or said your piece on something to try and meaningfully fix it. Because a list of 20 cities that sure may be great, that's not necessarily as helpful as it may be when we kind of need something a little more substantive right now for these people facing like ridiculous levels of discrimination let's be real here so that's basically my you know handful of ideas for things that you can do to keep yourself safe or bring your community closer together uh in these you know trying times of course i know that there are others where like i think i saw that there was a study years ago that showed that sometimes the best way to get uh people over their transphobia is to have them actually sit down and talk with a trans person for as long as need be. It could be a few minutes, could be a few hours. Not everyone wants to sign up for that kind of emotional labor, which I understand, but that was something that was effective for some people. So I hope that in some way, the second half of this video has been helpful for people because as someone with like trans friends, queer friends, gay friends, lesbian friends, hell, one of my sisters is a lesbian. So like, the queer community 
is a part and parcel of like my bubble, my circle, the people I care about and love and cherish. And I want to do something. I know I can't do everything or even change the world much as I'd love to, but at least this is something that I know has worked for other people or that other people, whether they're in communities big or small, can do or begin doing to perhaps provide some sense of safety, security, purpose, action, whatever it may be that you need to get from what's happening right now and how objectively terrible and frankly evil it is. I hope there is something here for everyone, whether they're a part of the LGBTQ community or not. But the fact that, you know, any of this has to be said and done in the modern day is deeply disturbing. This is the kind of stuff that, you know, doesn't just pop up overnight. And as much as that article is, you know, its heart's in the right place, right? But it needs to go further than that. It needs to analyze the actual reality of the grim world that a lot of people are forced to live in and participate in every single day. And within that context, not everyone has the means or the ability or the time to just up shop and move, right? So we need to do something or begin to do something or put ideas in people's heads about how we can begin to push back against this, whether our communities are very big, very small, in small towns, wherever they are in the world, these are things that we can do to help more than a glorified safety travel list, right? So sure, that's what was bothering me today. But the real thing was the fact that any of this has to be said or made in the year of our Lord, 2022. This has been a fight that has been going on for longer than I've been alive. And while progress has been made, we are seeing ever-increasing pushback from the worst people in the world against people who simply want to exist in peace. It's a tale as old as time. And the fact that these supporters, whether they're TERFs, GCs, or they're just, you know, I'm just kind of uncomfortable with the whole thing. Wherever they are on that side of the issue, it is on the wrong side of the issue. Because again, this is something that has been going on time and time again. And time and time again, it has been proven to be on the wrong side of history. And yet here we are having to fight for it again with people willingly on the side of the oppressor. And it's 2022. That's what's bothering me today.